This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 10 Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the May 7th show in Medford, Massachusetts at the Chevalier Theater from Weird Al's 2022 unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. We're up to double digits in our bonus review episodes. Double digits. This is the first double show in the same city. And we also had the first double ice cream today. <laughs> so lots of uh, doubles today. We had double ice cream. Well, we, we, we cream. each we each had ice cream. So that's we had triple ice cream if we include Jack. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, well, and well, know, actually, no, we only had double because I split Jackie's. I only had a little bit of Jack. That's well, true. You know so what? We'll get into that. <laughs> um, so this we uh, we had a great great day yesterday, of course, with the first show in Medford. Yeah, and. Um, so we were we were staying at a place the the Comfort Inn, and uh, they in have Woburn. Wo, Wo, is it Woburn? Woburn. Okay, yeah. I have no idea where we are. <laughs> <laughs> Frank just tell Frank just drops him off, and, and he Wolverine gives me an address. Out. I show up. I forget where I am. Um, yeah, so there was a free breakfast this morning, and I was so excited. <laughs> I love just taking advantage of free breakfast because it's not free. I paid for it, you know? It's worked into the it's cost. Included, yes. So include. they should say breakfast is included. Right. Free. Right. And if you don't do the breakfast, then they're just making more money off of you. So sure. I like to uh to take advantage and um so I set my alarm clock, the room alarm clock after we finished recording last night, f- passed out and it never went off. So I woke up <laughs> with a text from Dave saying, I'm going to breakfast. And it was like, you know, two hours before. <laughs> so unfortunately, I missed breakfast today. Well, yeah, I obviously didn't miss breakfast. I was up and yeah, breakfast was, it was hotel breakfast. I mean, right. nothing, nothing worth reporting on the podcast. <laughs> well, we already spent way too much time on it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so we went to Stone Zoo. Was it called yeah. The Stone Zoo or Stone Zoo? Stone Zoo. Stone Zoo. And, and Zoo. It's not, it's not in Wood. Burnville, like five minutes away. And there are animals there. It was not just stones. It was not a stone (laughs) zoo. The name is Respecting Stone. No, yeah, it was actually, it was a little like local zoo. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple, 30, 40 acres. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't terribly big, but it was big. It was, you know, we spent a couple hours there. It was nice. Yeah, uh, there were you know there were some exhibits closed, but um, yeah, we had a nice time. It was a, a good thing to do. Worth worth if you got a few hours to waste and you're in Woburn or near Woburn. Yeah, uh, then it's it's certainly worth checking out. And it's a fun little place. Uh, you know, I had particularly was impressed. You know, this, the animals were pretty active and very like close. Like you were able to get close up and, and really get to look at them closely. Um, yeah. So one of my favorites was they had these. Uh, small apes they, they're called gibbons and um, if anyone is familiar with the tv show tom goes to the mayor uh, there's a character on that i think played by brian posein uh, called gibbons so oh. <laughs> i kept thinking of that but what was really interesting is one of the um, apes you know the they look like little monkeys but i guess technically they are yeah, apes. they are apes 
um, was missing an arm, and he was still jumping around and yes. swinging around and didn't, you know, I thought that was really cool that he was able to jump around and do everything the other uh, dudes were doing. Yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, I like the... Uh... My favorite two animals were, I love the snow leopard. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful cat. And he came up and was, was like, walking very close by us. And uh, gorgeous tail, like, huge tail. on The, the tail leopard. was as long as the rest of his yeah. body. It was nice, nice really cool. White and black animal. And then there's, I never heard of this thing before, but it's called a red-rumped agouti. And it was this little, tiny little rodent-type thing that was just running around its its little enclosure at, like, full speed. And, and it just had so much, it was, like, hysterical. And it had a red rump, as you might imagine. Well, you know, um, I made a note. I What was it called? called agouti. A-G-O-U-T-I. I'm going to skip forward in my notes from the concert. Okay. Um, can I... Give a spoiler alert. Is it okay if I mention one of the songs that were was played? Was it called a Goody? No. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess sure. Okay, it, everyone, it's, if, it's, if, our, if, it's our it's our podcast. We can well, do what we want. if if anyone doesn't want to hear one of the songs early, <laughs> then just plug your ears for the next couple seconds. Um, during Albuquerque, when he says "running, running, running" like a constipated wiener dog. I thought immediately of the red rumped agouti <laughs> who just was running and running and running that, like a constipated wiener dog. <laughs> that's a great description. So that's exactly what I picture now. When this, animal, uh, this animal was hilarious, it was like a little Joker. He was, he was, he or she, I don't know. It was really, it was really. Uh, yeah, and a lot of like you know, the flamingos. You could go up the flame. We saw a flamingo with a twenty-seven on its leg. Yes, because they're all you know banded as the different. Uh, yeah, there was like track of sixty them. or so, yeah. and yeah, they each had a different number. And, uh, and twenty-seven seemed to be the tallest. I thought. Okay. Um, I didn't measure Probably them. Probably coincidence. But, yeah. And yeah, the, the bears. And the other little interesting thing the zoo had was uh, like little Lego feet, little Lego, or not little, huge Lego sculptures yeah. of all different oh, animals I love that. and all different uh, yeah. things. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've talked about it, but I'm a huge fan of Lego. So it was really cool to see those. And, and they were, you know, really cool. There was one of our um, <laughs> potential co hosts, the giant tarantula. <laughs> yes. Um, there was uh, one with. Uh, um, it was actually like a cutout where you could put your head in. So uh, I'm sure we'll post that picture. Dave and I uh, posed in it. Um, there was like giant praying mantises and birds, and it was just, it was really cool. And it just it added a really yeah. fun element um, to the whole thing. Yeah, that's really cool. It was a fun zoo. It was worth checking out. Uh, so it was a good time. Good oh, way. and we we did get uh, oh yeah, Dippin' yeah. Dots. <laughs> The ice, the ice cream of the, of the future. future. That's right. We figured so. we wanted to try uh, the type of ice cream that David and Henry as yeah, uh, recommended uh, by yes. David and Henry of the yes. future told us to try the, the Dippin' Dots. Yes. So we we got it. We got Dippin chocolate Dots. chip cookie dough flavor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jackie. Jackie came with us. Obviously, uh, she's with us on this trip, um, and she. Uh, so she got the. <laughs> well, I. We'll throw her under the bus. She get, actually it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. No. So, so uh, they hand her the dipping dots, and for some reason it's like this really, th like the container is really thin on the bottom. It's like a flower vase almost. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. they put it on the table, and it immediately falls over. It just spills all it over. Spills the place. all over it, like all over the place. It's like spilling marbles, so they yeah, just go so everywhere. Just roll everywhere, <laughs> and uh, and like the, the the gentleman who 
working there says to her, wow, you just spilled more than any kid ever did. <laughs> it wasn't her fault. Because it wasn't it her was fault, no. The woman who handed it The woman it to put, her, it, put it, down it down weird. And so, anyway. Uh, yes, Jackie got that. I, I ate a little bit of that. So we had our first ice cream of the uh, Yeah, of, of the, the season, season I guess. So far. Yeah. So add that to the spreadsheet. I believe, spread. you know. Um, Chocolate chip cookie dough for both of us. Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. Of the future. Although some may argue that that's not ice cream, but I, I think it's ice cream. I think it counts. Uh, I mean, it's... It's, it's the only option we had. It was that or a SpongeBob bar, <laughs> which I don't know if that would count. Um, so we got to the venue, uh, and we got a nice parking spot um, pretty close to the venue. And yeah, we, it was funny because yesterday we were running around trying to find parking for like a long time, and like, no, no spots were open, and we didn't want to pay $30 to park in a lot. Which we then couldn't get out of because they <laughs> were putting cars in front of other cars. In the right, car. right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this time we're like driving, like look, there's a spot, like it's not that far from the venue. <laughs> so and it. then a guy turned around and grabbed the spot, and we're like, oh no! And then we're like, oh, but there's another one right there. So <laughs> it's just like super easy. Uh, we're meeting yeah. some friends for dinner. Yeah. Um, Sky and Steve. Sky, Steve. Uh, yeah, we w- went to a Thai place, uh, which was uh, really close to the venue. Uh, and then we got surprise visits from um, Alicia Bonviri and her husband, Gus Bonviri, and Johnny O'Hearn. Yeah. So it was... Uh, so it was like we had to reservations for for <laughs> six of us, and we walk in, we say, we need reservations for eight. And then the guy panicked. <laughs> yeah. The, I, you know, um, I enjoyed some of my food. Uh <laughs> The, I enjoyed the company, but uh, I probably wouldn't go to that restaurant again, just if I'm being honest. Uh, my salad had, like, uh, hard-boiled eggs in it, and there was, like, eggshell in that. And as yeah. soon as I, – I don't know about you, Dave. I can't handle that. If I'm eating an egg and there's, like, an eggshell in it, it just ruins You're my done. appetite. It's yeah. yeah, I got you. Um, I mean, there was a lot of food, but, yeah, I agree with you. It wasn't the greatest Thai food I ever had. And then they, like, rushed us out of there. Oh, yeah, it was the funny – yeah, so – so the funny thing is, like, I, we're there, and, like, they're basically like, all right, we need the table, and get out. And they just, like, start taking the food off the table. And yeah. Like, like, Candace us a check, and we're like... Meanwhile, there were three empty tables. I don't know what was going on. No, it, was um, it was a weird, I, weird scene. I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, all of, well, all of us uh, were headed to the concert, with the exception of, of um, Alicia and Gus. They actually came in just to come to dinner with us. Yeah, that was it was nice. really that nice. It was cool to get this, to actually... Uh, sit down, talk to them for an hour until we got thrown out of the, the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't know them as well as I think you do, Dave. Uh, I met, I, I think I only ever met Alicia first at um, Radio City Music Hall a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I was kind of, I think we've talked yeah. about. It. I was a little outside of the scene a little bit. Uh, as far as the other super fans for yep. a while, so we're, we're uh, so it's great to get to meet get them to, and talk to them. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Hear about their Always. plans on the East Coast. Yeah, it's n- nice to see them and nice to chat with them. And, and she was not wearing a chicken hat tonight, and so she almost didn't recognize her without yeah. the chicken hat. She said she only wears the chicken hats to Weird Al shows, and I've only ever seen her at Weird Al shows, so I've only ever seen her with a chicken hat. So she's wearing the bucket hat. <laughs> yeah, she was wearing the bucket the, hat. It was great. Um, yeah, we great actually, chicken. on the way to the restaurant, though, we did run into JW. Oh, yeah, we skipped over that. <laughs> I don't remember what we said to him. Yeah, we, we were, uh, right after we got done parking, we had to walk past the the, uh, the Chevalier Theater to get to the uh, to the Thai food place, and uh, we see JW walk outside, so we yelled over to him and just 
think chatted. you just said hi, yeah. He said hi, and he came over. He said chatted with us for a couple minutes, and then he had to run in and get changed, I guess, for Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so we we went in the venue. Here, I'm gonna pop open a uh, Coke Zero. I don't know if maybe we can start tracking uh, <laughs> Coke Zeros being popped open. Ooh, that was a good one. It was a good one. It was a good nice. sounding one. It's, a, it's it, a pleasing sound. And it, in case anyone uh, is wondering, we were in the exact same spot where we recorded last night, Ethan's hotel room, right yes. next to the highway. Yes. So if you hear the highway, <laughs> track that as well in the spreadsheets. Um, yeah, so we, we went in and uh, we're inside chatting. We all went in. We had to say goodbye to Alicia and Gus. because yeah, it was sad. I, I, really I was bummed. I, I wish they could have seen the seen show. The show. Um, we went in and we're just kind of all chatting. And this guy comes over, and Johnny is wearing the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast t-shirt. And this guy comes over to Johnny, and he's like, Oh, I love your shirt! Oh, I listen to that podcast all the time! And Johnny's like, Oh, yeah? Well, Dave and Ethan are right there. And he pointed to us, <laughs> and the guy's like, Really? <laughs> yes. His yeah, name was Andrew, Andrew yeah. and uh, it was so great to get to meet yeah. uh, meet Andrew. I love and that. That was so, so nice. <laughs> To sort of get recognized. Right. Yeah, I love that he recognized the logo and not us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess he probably wasn't expecting to see us there. And also we were wearing masks. In the yeah, lobby, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's you put a mask on somebody and you just cannot, I and still, two plus, years later, cannot tell what people look like. When they put a mask, they change entirely. <laughs> and plus, if he had listened to episode two centimeter of the ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes and saw what you were wearing he may not have assumed it was you um why because dave you are wearing a weird al shirt that does not have quotes around weird al but i don't have a problem with that shirt well i would assume dave that you would you know stand as a united front with me and uh, I, take the protest I I seriously. You, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but I told you I'm wearing these shirts just to uh, <laughs> just to get just to get under your skin. Uh. So I'm going to wear it from now on just this, this shirt over and over again. You wore the other one I yesterday. With the, uh, switch them back and forth. Uh, right. Well, you're wearing the shirt that I was that I'm going to wear tomorrow to tomorrow's concert. Spoiler alert, Dave. What? We never not, talk about what we're wearing. Oh, that's true. We should. I've worn a different Weird Al related shirt every yeah, every Ethan's show. Ethan's wearing the one. The I guess this is called the lousy the lousy t-shirt. shirt. The lousy yeah, the lousy shirt, aka my favorite of the yeah, yeah, just got the Weird Al signature on the front, and then the I survived uh, yeah. on the back, and that's what I'm planning to wear tomorrow. Unless I unless I feel like wearing this shirt again, just, <laughs> right. to, just to upset Ethan. <laughs> I'm wearing the the the, uh, the shirt with the. Uh, Weird Al with his hand coming out. My one of my favorite pictures of Weird Al ever. Yeah, that's a great the, one. Uh, I guess on the back, I can't see what's on the back. Uh, this is the uh, yeah, it's the long, uh, the long paragraph. Uh, paragraph about the uh, <clears throat> yeah, the that's a, if it had the quotes, that would be like one of my all time favorite. <laughs> well, we'll get about when we talk about the yeah, we'll, we'll have more. There's, sto- there's a story about. We'll that. we'll follow we up in another. Time. We'll do a separate one eventually. About the merchandise in hand, I think we're waiting for the the shoelaces to show up, and that's the next thing. Is the merchandise was not any different from last night. The posters had sold out last night, so there's no more of those strings attached posters. Um, still no shoelaces. Um, still had Bermuda's book, and still um, no Jim and Steve. Still no Jim and Steve. And actually, I um, I did ask Marnie tonight. I, I said, "Are you still?" S- do you still have the ones without the hyphen for that, um, the one shirt? 
And so she looked at a couple for me, and certain sizes are back to the hyphens, <laughs> and certain sizes still have missing hyphens. So, all right, so I guess <clears throat> maybe uh, by tomorrow in Burlington, um, they'll all be um, hyphens again. I guess if it matters to you, you should check your size before you <laughs> pick out the shirt and make sure you're yeah. <laughs> getting the shirt you want. Um, and I, she said she she thinks that they have a, an understanding of what happened. She asked her um, her contact, and I guess it had something to do with the the company was using a, a second company, I think, to print the volume of shirts they needed, uh. um, and because those were the ones with the the different dates in the back, so they may have had to wait to print those, and so uh, somewhere in the the between the two different companies printing the shirts, um, something happened. So she she doesn't fully know, but she knows at least. Something happened. <laughs> something happened. That's a great. That's a great <laughs> way to put it. Something. All we know is something happened. That's right. All right. So yeah. So we get uh, he- headed inside shortly after. Uh, again, we didn't want to hang out in the lobby. The lobby is the size of Ethan's hotel room. Uh, yeah. It's tiny. Um, just always bumping into people, no matter where you are. There's, just... no, there's no way to move around there without like without yeah having to step aside and, and, yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just terrible and so we went inside we were sitting down in the seats and we were hanging out with uh some fans over in the seats i guess uh, i guess pretty much our entire group we were in we were officially sitting in row q but i guess we just kind of took up several rows just to kind of gather around and just yeah so i i think i don't know oh I, I ran to the bathroom and when you guys went in so by the time i came back you guys were already in and i didn't want to push past people so i just sat in the row behind where I was going to be sitting, and then Johnny sat back there, and then the row directly in front of where we were sitting, um, Jeff McClelland was there. Yep. Literally the seat in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Alicia, uh, Alicia, Alicia wasn't there. No, Alicia's not there. <laughs> Alexis was there. Alexis and Jacinta. Yes, they were. They were also high. sitting. They, next they were to sitting up. They were sitting up in the front row, I believe. But they, they had VIP. Yeah. And and hang, hanging out with us and. Uh, yeah, uh, it's kind of cool. And then, uh, what? Oh, uh, we also <laughs> we're sitting down, and uh, somebody comes over to us, and comes oh to yeah, yeah, in particular. yeah. He's like, uh, "Hey, Ethan." I was, I had no idea who it was, and he's like, "It's Drew Star." And I was like, "Oh, that name sounds familiar." <laughs> <laughs> and um, it eventually figured out that we met uh, through a, a Weird Al Facebook group cool. at one point. Um, he was working on a project where he wanted to make like a leather um, case for Bermuda's book so it could s- stand upright like on a shelf or something. So I was like, if you make that, I want it. So um, we had been going back and forth for that. And so um, luckily I remember that because I remember seeing – I see his posts every once in a while and I can never remember who he is or why I know him. Just that he's a Weird Al fan. So cool. it was cool to actually meet him and see him in person nice. and – chat and i think he's going to a few more shows that we're going to so hopefully we'll see him again and i and i still don't know why this happened or, or how this happened or or anything, <laughs> but um all, all i i gotta say is that jeff mcclellan gave jw hallford some wood we'll leave it at that gave him lots um, of wood but right before he gave him wood um we got to chat with jw yeah. and I, I said jw are you gonna say um, right. Welcome Boston again, I said, because I feel like last night people were bummed that you said Boston, not Medford. And so he's like, I was wondering about that. So um, if you're ready to go into the concert, 
Yeah, so seven fifty nine, JW comes out on stage, <laughs> and uh, he's, wearing he... his, he's wearing his his uh, I wrote it down. He's wearing his uh, his his I guess Jeopardy suit. He's he's uh, back to that, wearing that again. And uh, he said, the he said, welcome to the uh, I guess something greater Boston. Metropolitan area. Yeah, metropolitan. <laughs> metropolitan area. <laughs> Not metropolitan. Metropolitan. <laughs> metropolitan area. Uh, he brought out Emo. Emo was wearing his uh, regular outfit. Eight o'clock, Emo came out on the dot. Yeah, on the dot. He was wearing his regular outfit that we've seen in the past. Not the fancy one from last night with the Harley Quinn and shiny. <laughs> um, I don't think I wrote it down, but I think he had a bottle of water. He did have a bottle of water. Okay. And... Um, I like to track this. It's only the second time I've seen him do it. The uh, Pourquoi, the uh, French existentialist seagull. Yes, he did um, twice, actually. He did the Pourquoi. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, and, uh, and again, another great set. Emo is just having really good sets this tour. Not that he had bad sets the other tour, but it's just, it's fun to watch him kill every night. Yeah, no, just... Emo was entertaining. Emo definitely was entertaining. Uh, I was a little frustrated, not for anything Emo, not, nothing Emo could control, but like for some reason, like they were playing like musical chairs, like in the row, people sitting oh, like, several yeah. rows ahead of us, and like people were standing up and then switching seats and constantly just move in, going in and out of the rows for like a, a couple minutes. I don't know. It took a. It, it, was, it, was, it was really bizarre. It was frustrating. Yeah, I forgot and, like, about you that. Could not, like he could not concentrate on emo. You could not see emo because people were just constantly standing up. Well, they're standing up and then switching seats, and, and then new people were coming. coming in and but out it was like two rows worth of people, so it was yeah, like it was, it was, one row would stop and the other row would start. It was very annoying. It's annoying. But but uh, so emo uh, ended at eight thirty on the dot. So he's doing a half hour set list. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> half it was hour fluke those two times in a row. Um, and I wanted to point out my seat was. Um, just, just on the gym side of center. Yeah, no, I was. I you was literal center. I was literal center. I mean, I was. I, mean, I can't describe it other than I was on Al's side of the stage. <laughs> That's really where I was. I was directly in front of Weird Al's microphone. Although, albeit in row Q. Right. You know, so about halfway, midway through the theater, maybe just a little bit further ahead of from when the balcony started. The overhang, the yeah. The overhang for the balcony. But uh, we were what? We were row... But it was great seats. They were actually really, really were nice seats. Uh, it were one of the a few rows behind where we were last night and then in the we center section. We were okay last, last time, so more than a few, but... Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Only well, like handful, seven or eight. Yeah, or, yeah but, but, but yeah, it was... It wasn't bad. I didn't no, have... I, like, I, had good, I thought I liked the seats a lot. I, mean, I was happy I with them. the seats and I could see the entire... St- I mean, I guess we'll get into this. But I could see the entire stage. I could see everybody in the band. I could see all the lights, which I love on this tour, and I could hear oh everybody God, great. Yeah. And it was, it was almost like the perfect spot to see the concert. A couple, pe- I, a couple people I want to point out is, uh, you know, this is a Weird Al concert, right? People, you know, are free to basically dress up and and in anything that they want come to the concert and certainly there were people that took advantage of that tonight there was <laughs> one gentleman who was in this really like like the only way to describe it was a tacky outfit it was it was overkill <laughs> and uh he had like this midriff shirt on and these these pants that I, I saw him t- too. I couldn't tell like like what was on the pants but uh Sky seems to think that they were ants. So he had ants on his pants. <laughs> ants on his pants. And then a couple <clears throat> rows ahead of us, there was a gentleman in a coonskin hat, like a Daniel really? Coon hat. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yes, he was, uh, he was sitting a couple rows ahead of us. There so. was a family a few rows ahead of us. They all had matching uh, custom-made Dare to be Stupid shirts. Very cool. I don't know if you saw I that. That was, that was cool. I just, yeah, just, you know, it's... It, 
Boston, or I guess the greater Boston metropolitan area definitely uh, <laughs> Metro- knows, knows metropolitan <laughs> metropolitan area definitely knows how to come out for these concerts. They were by far. This is a nice thing about a Weird Al concert. If you're you're afraid that you might be uh, underdressed, or you're afraid that you might your outfit might be too tacky, or you might not. You know, you know, it's a very inclusive about, environment. If you're worried about, yeah. if you're worried about you might, you know, this outfit probably isn't going to work for a Weird Al concert. Don't worry about it because you're not going to be the worst dressed person there, <laughs> guaranteed. And the worst dressed person may also be someone else's best dressed person. The worst dressed person is also not the worst dressed person. <laughs> That's there. right. There's somebody that is dressed worse than them. <laughs> yeah. So I again, we were, uh, I said, right, dead center, perfect seats. Uh, Eight forty nine. That's what I got know, too. That's what I wrote so down. So what? Nineteen minutes. Start of the yeah. yeah the official start of the, Bermuda comes out on stage and the spotlight's on him. And I mean, I knew I immediately knew what was happening when yeah. it happened. Um, yeah. I've seen so many shows. He was lit up. Uh, then uh, started up with Fun Zone. I love it. I, I would be fine with them doing Fun Zone every night. I would too. I, I enjoyed that very much, and also liked uh, the audience was definitely cheering along for all the haze. That. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah this yeah. is a very vocal audience. Oh, very. Me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this, this, this is one of the most vocal lot, ones. Very reactive audience. Yeah, um, during Fun Zone, um, it was very clear to me that Steve was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was able to spot the square. And I now know what you mean by the rectangle the, on Jim's you, you box. You can't miss it. There's a gigantic... I've seen it before, but I... I just thought there's like writing on it, so I didn't think of it as a rectangle. But no, you're right; it's a giant. It's it's huge. You're right. You can't miss it. Well, it's now giant. that I was just like an inch over on Steve on uh, Jim's side, I was able to see it more clearly tonight. Um, so, yeah. So uh, the other thing I noticed from back here, and I mentioned this on the last episode, is that the way the lights, I guess, were positioned, uh, they were kind of shining so that you could see these shadows of of the drum set and Ruben yeah. his keyboards up on up on the wall, wall behind uh, where everyone's playing, and uh, you could <laughs> I definitely could see them many times throughout this entire concert. Today. I, so, I was talking cool. to a guy after after the show, and he said that he couldn't see Ruben, but he could see how animated he was just from the <laughs> reflection, from the, refle- the, yeah. the shadows. I like that fact. I, I kind of like it. You, you, know, you can obviously see Al and Jim and Steve very well because they're up center, but so, yeah. up front, but sometimes you can't see Bermuda because, number one, he's behind plexiglass, and then he's behind drums, and then he's further back, and then Ruben's the same thing. He's kind of behind the keyboards, and he's further back, so... Again, it's it's nice to sort of see them. <laughs> so one one thing that um, I wanted to point out after Fun Zone, the other times this tour that they've done Fun Zone, as soon as Fun Zone kind of ends with Al coming yeah. out, and that is not how it ended. Yeah, that was that tonight. was so cool. It was, it was like, like, so was like, awesome. Like, yeah, there's like Al had not come out on stage, and I was like. What's going on? Yeah, like, I was wondering. Oh, like, okay, I guess they're going to wait out, but they didn't. They immediately started going into the next song. Yeah, and still, they got far into it, yeah, and I was still, like, "Where's no Weird Al?" I'm like, "Wait, does Weird Al know he's supposed to be on stage? Is he? <laughs> or are they are they just doing like all instrumental version of the show today? Maybe Weird Al just <laughs> had a cough and just said I lost his voice and said I can't can't come out today. He's just not coming. I would be okay. I would be okay with that because that would just be such an interesting be a cool show, show to see. But yeah, it, yeah. Be, I mean, uh, I'd miss seeing I, Al. I hope but... that they would explain it at some right. point. <laughs> but yeah, was, I was like, "What is going on? I've never seen this happen." But yeah, before. so they started playing "Young, Dumb, and Ugly," and they probably got at least thirty, forty-five seconds. Yeah, they got they got pretty far in it before Weird Al came out. Al came out just in time. Yeah. yeah, just in time for his uh, the vocals to start. I loved that. That yeah. was so great. 
Um, Al was wearing this black uh, Hawaiian shirt with I, I, the best way I can describe it is like neon cacti. It yeah, was like I, a mix of like pink and orange and green. I don't ever remember seeing this shirt, but it doesn't mean I haven't seen. Yeah, it but it's a super like that's a shirt I would totally wear. Yeah, um, it, it looked really cool. Yeah, uh, and one thing I did like. Are you done with the Al's yeah. attire? Good. Uh, the uh, one thing I did like about this song is they had these these I don't make describe it as like circles, circle lights that were shining all over the stage for this one, and they're red in all different colors, and they were kind of going back and forth in the beginning of the song, like on the stage, kind of like it, it just was a really nice lighting effect. Again, I could see them really well from back here, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, I loved the rainbow lights. Um, I I think I saw them going back and forth yeah. and on the ceiling and it was right. really and then at the end of the song. I was exactly was going to say that like at the end of the song, they uh, they started going out over the audience and over the ceiling. It was really like, yeah. Well, nice. During Jim's solo, um, <laughs> Al whipped out his cell phone. Yeah, and I I, I wrote down this because I wanted to ask you, Dave. Um, Al seemingly kept his cell phone in his left pocket, and I wanted to know which. Side pocket? Do you keep your cell phone in? Um, I generally don't put it. I got a recently had to upgrade to a iPhone 13, so it's bigger than my other phone. I guess I would usually put it probably in my right front pocket, but I don't do that anymore. I put it in my back right pocket. Hmm. I was curious. So yeah, if you tend to go right, I I keep my phone in my left pocket. I'm right-handed, so I guess that's probably why I do that. Yeah, so I wondered, Al's right-handed, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It could, maybe it's just easier for him. I don't know. I don't know. He's more <laughs> but, comfortable, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe because he's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Good question. <laughs> but, yeah. Put I it mean, on the list of something to ask Al. Well, I don't even do know. Eventually. Like, if you ask me why I, I put mine in my left pocket, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't <laughs> but, um, yes, he, he did uh, take some pictures or film Jim and then uh, some shots of the audience. Uh, came out and said, hello, Medford and or Boston. <laughs> <laughs> he thanked uh, Emo, Emo, his yes. syphilitic half-brother I never Ever had. had. <laughs> <laughs> and he told everyone that his next song is uh, get out your G harmonicas if you want to play along, sing along or play along. He's like, the G, G harmonica. harmonica. Get your G harmonica. That's right. Made a big deal about it being a G harmonica. <laughs> Which, of course, uh, led us into Bob. Bob. Yeah, the, what I wrote down for Bob, uh, and I noticed this, and, and um, is that after the, you know, the first um, harmonica solo piece, he sort of looked at the, accordi- at the, uh, at the uh, harmonica, the G harmonica, mm-hmm. and uh, sort of like, turned it over or yep. adjusted it he so flipped like, it i yeah. think it was upside down so like i i did notice that it sounded a little bit weird that first solo probably might have just been i thought first well, it was probably just, it was probably just backwards me. yeah but i guess now it realized after he flipped it over that he was probably holding it backwards <laughs> upside down yeah so we got a slightly different um yeah. musical um harmonica g harmonica piece in the beginning of Bob there. Steve was really feeling Bob. I could tell he was smiling. He was really getting into it. And he, um, they're sitting on like kind of swivel stools. So he kept turning and he was kind of watching and admiring Ruben's playing through Bob. Um, it was pretty cool, cool to, to watch. Um, and I did felt, it did feel it was appropriate uh, um, for our friend 
<laughs> that they did play this song Bob at a show that our friend Bob would have been at, but unfortunately could not mm, attend. Yeah. So I did think of our friend Bob when that <laughs> happened. Uh, Al said um, to show the next song some respect. Uh, it's about the greatest human and. Greatest he, human ever. Greatest human ever. And my my notes are terrible here. Well, Something about not being worthy for lips to form yeah, his name. Right. <laughs> Something to the fact. Yeah. That he said he said his his lips are not worthy. I don't didn't write it down. But basically, he's talking about the only person he could be talking about the amazing Charles Nelson Riley CNR. Yes. And, if, and again, no no Steve or Ruben for this song. They quietly left without. Yep. Any, any I didn't even see them leave. I just I think I was writing in the notebook notepad and I looked up and they're gone. Um, and I I was thinking about how Al has introduced this before, where he talks about. Um, Charles's partner saying, like, you know, don't make him look like a sissy. Right. I would love to know, has Al ever talked about what his partner's reaction was to the song? I don't remember. I have to imagine they liked it because it's such a, it's one of my favorites. Right. I I guess, I guess Al probably, I don't know if Al ran it past him or not, but I... have to imagine they heard it. past the part. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I imagine they've heard it and I guess... I would assume that I'd assume they like it. Huh? It's complimentary to Charles. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> does not make Charles look like a sissy. No. Let's put it that way. No, no, no. Um, so there's there's something I uh, I pointed out the for the last time I saw CNR. Did you catch that? Uh, for the uh, the manatee part. Oh, you do the manatee uh, thrust. <laughs> yes, Al did the, man, the manatee thrust. Yes. Uh, you were doing it too. Of course, you, we were not sitting next to each other at this show. Uh, we were sitting in the same row. I was. Yeah, Jackie was. Jackie between was us. between yep. us to kind of, I guess, I don't know, moderate Se- us. I separate don't know our, that was that was. So we'd behave. Uh. <laughs> and I was sitting next to Sky and uh, Steve. I uh, was sitting next to Sky on the other side, and Sky and I were commenting back and forth a lot during. <laughs> oh, really? This, oh. this concert, yeah. Um, we, had, we had opinions about quite a few things. <laughs> Um. So after CNR, um, he said, "Welcome back, Steve. We missed you. We missed you." <laughs> and they said, "Check out Steve's base. Isn't isn't it a cool base? Yeah, isn't Steve's base cool? That's yeah. the the cool Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian print. Yeah. And what did Steve say to us? Um, a, a, like a week ago, we were talking about that base, and I think he said it was given to him by Dean to celebrate. Mandatory fun being number one? Yeah, is that what it was? That's what he said. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is very cool. And it's got those really cool green strings still. Cool looking. Um, cool looking sounds amazing, too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Al said, I'm going to save you some time. You don't have to go look up uh, in the newspaper online your horoscope. Well, <laughs> and he went into your horoscope for today. Yeah. So, yeah, there are... There, this song uh, gets always gets some good reactions out of the audience, and I noted a few of them. It, it, where the line where he says "explosive flatulence," yeah. I just, people were cracking up about that. So <laughs> some some people had probably had never heard that line before. And, oh, uh, got people. that's great! And then um, yeah, they all I don't remember the exact lyrics. So all Virgos are extremely um, intelligent, intelligent except, except, for except for you, right? Uh, that line got a lot of laughs as well. Yeah, those are the two lines I wrote down. Um, I noticed. I don't know if I've noticed this before, but it seemed as though Jim was the only person who says the uh, star signs. 
Um, I wasn't. Yeah, no, I always hear Jim saying it. I, I wasn't sure if it was like know. everyone saying it before, but tonight it was just Jim. Yeah, I, could, I definitely hear Jim's vocals on yeah. that one. I, yeah, I would have to look and see if everybody, if anybody else does that. I and for the, the for the long that. fast part, it's Al for the first half, and then it's Al and Jim together for yeah. the second half. Um, that's been consistent. Yeah, uh, and I, I noticed that tonight. Then, um, have you met our newest band member? And then I yelled, El Maestro! <laughs> <laughs> over over the applause of the audience, so they probably did not, he probably did not hear. I barely heard you. Oh, well, I, I had to. It was the Ruben part. Um, and then uh, Al said that um, Ruben was on the cover of Keyboard Magazine, as the sexiest keyboard player of 1982, <laughs> and he said, "Ruben, let's see the pose you did for the yeah. the centerfold." <laughs> and he did. He struck a pose. Very cool. <laughs> and then, um, then I heard someone yell, which it turns out it was Johnny O'Hearn. He yelled, "El Maestro!" <laughs> and <laughs> then I heard very audibly someone near him go. What? Yes. What? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah. Why does this always happen to me? Is the song? Yes. Uh, a great song. Uh, Ruben, awesome on it. Keyboards, everything. We talked to um, Ruben after the show, and he told us a story about um, doing like a summer fest in yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. where um, Ben Folds was there, and he actually went. And played on Ruben's keyboard yeah. for that song. Yep. And Ruben said during the song, um, Ben accidentally hit like some program button and it started like playing some weird right. thing. Some, some... And so like Bermuda had to call him back on stage and he yeah. had to go fix it. And then he said um, Ben Folds played the keyboard so hard that his fingers like left blood on the keyboard. Yeah, that's what he said. That's incredible. Like, I've seen Ben Folds. I saw Ben Folds in concert, I think twice, and he's, he's amazing, yeah. amazing piano player. But he, he does, does not hold back he, at all. He hits those keys. Yeah. He really like really hits those keys hard. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine that's what he was doing. And that would have been so cool. I, I've only ever heard that he that, you know, Ben Folds did play that song once, uh yeah, at Summerfest, you know, like I said, Milwaukee with, with Weird Al on stage. And I just had not heard the other piece about how hard that yeah. he had been playing in that, um, you know, the, the others, <laughs> that there was that he accidentally hit something on Ruben's <laughs> keyboard that triggered some program. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could have seen that. I, I, yeah, I'm surprised that, that. I wonder if that, that was pre, pre-YouTube, pre-video. Yeah, I'm surprised that, uh, like, I, I, I'm, there, it might be out there, but I have not ever seen a, a video. Or, All right, or listeners, that. we do have some listeners in the Milwaukee or Chicago area, so if you happen to have a video of that, let us know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after, why does or this always... Or if it exists already on YouTube. And yeah, just, just send it to us. Yet. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, searched for it, but, yeah, it's never come up. Maybe, um... Disequilibrium has a, a video about it, and we just don't even know. <laughs> um, so then Al grabs his accordion. He picked up his accordion to really loud cheers. Oh, people were so excited. And um, he said there's a crazy rumor that yeah. he has a movie coming out yeah. this year. And uh, he said Daniel Radcliffe is playing him. And he said, uh, uh, what did he say? That this is a thing that will exist. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then he, uh, you know, he did his little bit about, you know, he loved to play this song. He, he 
they wrote a new song for the the movie. He'd love to play it right now, and uh, but he signed an NDA. So yeah, okay. he said it was super top secret. <laughs> Uh, but there was no like um, other times like Bermuda might start hitting the cymbals no, or drums. No false start. No false start. Um, he said, "So we'll play the theme from our, our last movie." And yep. in, in jumping back to us talking to Ruben after the concert, uh, he said a few nights ago. Um, I think we've talked about this in our reviews, but um, where Al will start talking about the new film and then go into UHF. And there was a night a, f- a few nights ago where he started talking about the new film and then went into Nature Trail to Hell, and it confused Ruben because he he, knew, he on the set list had UHF. No, I had Nature Trail to Hell. Or he had Nature Trail on the set list, and then he thought Al was going to UHF, so he was like uh, he was panicking because he didn't have his <laughs> keyboard set up to play UHF. He had him set up to play Nature Trail to Hell. And luckily it all worked out, but uh, I thought that was funny. That... Yeah. And I think that was last night he said that. Was, was it last yeah, night? Last okay. Night. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we got UHF, which it's so hard to beat Love UHF. It's such an so amazing much. song to hear live. I mean, Nature Child of Hell is not, not well, yeah. bad either, but UHF. But UHF live is just, it's, before the last Vanity Tour, it's a song that I never thought I'd get to hear live. Hmm. So the fact that we got it on the last Vanity Tour and we get it again um, is just, it's a treat. I love this song so much. I love the music. I also love the lighting on this one. There were like these, I didn't even have this idea. I wrote them down as square TV lights. They're like these rectangular lights that were going on in the background, like making this sort of like rectangular pattern that looked like TVs going on in the back. Really mm. cool effect. I'll have to watch for that. Uh, it, yeah, definitely. For, I mean, again, sitting a little bit further back. This is the furthest back I've sat on this tour so far. So I, I got to really pull in the light show and, and see everything. Sounds like um, a first world problem, yeah, Dave. It does. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, this song, I love the UHF also because uh, I did sort of name my, my website, my personal website, weirdal.info. I, I call it, we've got it all on UHF. I know the line is, we got it all on UHF. But <laughs> my website is, we've got it all on UHF. So I, every time I think of that, hear that song and hear that line in that song, I do think of my website. <laughs> and also, if you've never seen the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast logo, it is um, it does take inspiration from the UHF logo. This is really funny that you're talking if you've never seen the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al logo. If you're listening to bonus episode 10 centimeter, you're probably <laughs> familiar with our logo. Well, maybe they never made the connection. Um so then Al said that he got a call from the president of the record business. As first he said, I got an important call from the president <laughs> of the record business. There's a pause in there. So. Not like Scotty Brothers or like just, no, just, just president of the record the business. The record business yeah, president. Okay. I'm sure there's one out there. It's he probably said, a four-year term and they get sure. voted in. I tried to take as many notes as I could, but he said something like uh, – um, he told them that they were getting killed by you know illegal downloads and Napster, and so mm-hmm. he wanted Al to write a song to stop the hooligans. I love that. I love that he hooligans. says hooligans. That's my favorite <laughs> favorite insult. Hooligans. I love that. And then yeah. he said, um, after this song came out, nobody has ever illegally <laughs> downloaded music since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, it was Don't, don't Download, download this, song. this Song. Another one of my favorite songs to get to hear on uh, on the tour. And uh, and uh, this one, um, this one, Jim, Jim uh, does a lot of backing vocals on as well, and I really thought they stood out tonight. This is, uh, remember, all the backing vocals, you know, the Remember Tommy line, all mm-hmm. the other lines mm-hmm. that he does back there. I, I definitely thought that they uh, 
stood out on this particular version or this particular uh, live performance yeah. of the song. Um, then Al said this next one is a, a Zydeco song. Ninety-five <laughs> percent of Zydeco's. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he said that some people are confused about polka versus Zydeco, and he gave some explanation. And then he said um, the big difference is that ninety-five percent of ninety-five uh, percent of Zydeco songs are about Seattle-based grunge artists. Yes, <laughs> which I don't know sounds 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 legit to me. Yeah, I I, I buy it. Hundred percent of. I don't Zy- know what Zydeco means. of the Zydeco songs that I know are about <laughs> Seattle-based grunge artists, so I believe that. Um, My baby's in love with Eddie Vedder. Yes, yes. Of course, about the grunge artist Eddie Vedder from the band Pearl Jam. And uh, this is when I noticed I, I still am doing a live tweeting of every show at Elvis Arama on my my personal Twitter account. And I noticed that this particular set list had a lot of songs with really long titles. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not a very fast typer, especially in the dark. So uh, I'm having to type quite quite a bit. I would prefer Weird Al if you played some shorter titled songs. Or you at least named your titles. Well, we did get UHF and Bob this concert so far. But we also got Why This Has Always Happened to Me. That's true. And Don't Download This Song. That's got a lot of letters in there. You know, my baby's in love with Eddie Vedder. It took me like half hour to type that out. <laughs> and I'm, I, I don't know if it's ER or AR. It's I know ER. I, and I'll, I'll tell you how I know that. Well, because I know the the cassette tape was printed incorrectly, and so I always get self conscious. Like, wait, was it the AR or the ER? <laughs> it, it, it's the it's the uh, ER is the correct version of Eddie Vedder's name, um, and the AR was. On initially, when the when the Running with Scissors cassette tape out said Eddie Vedder A R, and I always remember that because that's how you spell Cheddar H C H E D A R. So I always think of it as Eddie Cheddar, and his name is not Eddie Cheddar; it's Eddie Vedder. So that's how I remember. It's a very complicated way to remember, but at least you remember. So I know how to spell Eddie Vedder's name because the only way I think I know how to why how to spell Eddie Vedder's last name is because it was incorrect. On the Running With Scissors cassette. And that's the reason I don't know how to spell it. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I probably would be in the same boat. Is it A or is it E? Well, luckily, now now that you're saying it's definitively E, I just have to remember it's all E's in Eddie Vedder. There's a bunch of Yeah, that'd probably be easier. Um, Well, there's an I in there, too. Well, uh, yeah. But there's there's only E's. There's no A's. Let's see. Uh, Al, Al said the next song is the audience participation song. Yep. It's optional. So, if, you know, you can sit back and let everyone else do the work. <laughs> and uh, and this is, uh, this is, this song, uh, I, I noticed this, and I didn't know if I, you picked this up, but uh, there's, you know, you cla- the beginning of this song, this is a song of Skipper Dan, uh, starts out, you know, the audience is clapping along, and it, and uh, I heard, heard the clapping, but they sounded like pre-recorded clapping to me to yeah. initially start out. Yeah, Did you pick no, that up? Yo, definitely. I've picked that up from the beginning. I, oh, okay. I believe it's something on maybe Ruben's keyboard yeah, that sounds I, like... It's not human clapping. It's just yeah, like, it's a, like a... Yeah, like a clap, clap yeah. Uh, track or something going on. All right, so I, I thought... Well, yep. I was imagining things, but I'm glad... glad uh, I guess I'm not. So, yeah, and then some clapping and... Uh, don't think people know how to clap. <laughs> <laughs> I did not clap just because I was busy writing stuff down. But I, I, um, this is one of the moments I did turn to Sky, and we both looked at each other like, 
no, we can't do this. <laughs> this is not happening. This is awful. Well, so Dave, last time we talked about Skipper Dan, I had mentioned how when he says the uh, backside of water that it looks like kind of a waterfall. Oh, I didn't even think to you look. You didn't think to look. Okay. You should have reminded me. Well, I, I was thinking, like, I could remind him or I could just um, see if he saw it on his own. And if he didn't, there's still, like, 30 more chances <laughs> for you to catch it. Oh, <laughs> other opportunities, hopefully, to, to get to it. Something I did notice that um, in Skipper Dan was that uh, he says um, he does 34 shows every day. And then earlier in the show, he said how he has 33 years between movies. I was just wondering mm. if there was anything to that. The 34 and 33 showing up like that. I think, uh, you know, if you um, believed in astrology, you probably would have a reason there. But I, I don't know if you do. And then somebody pointed out, I remember who uh, pointed out that uh, since it's been 33 years since um, since UHF to Weird Oh, Yacht I think it was story. Gus. I think and it was then, Gus. Yes, yeah, it was Gus that. at dinner. Yes, you're right. And then 33 years to Nature Trail to Hell, which was a song that was played last night when Gus was there, would it be another 33 years to Nature Trail to Hell Part 2? Yeah. And that would happen <laughs> in 2055, so put that on your calendar. Well, 2055 would be Nature Trail to Hell Part 1, right? Yes. So Nature, Hell to, Nature Trail to Hell Part 2 would be 2088? That's correct. All right. 2088, and that's probably about when we'll finish up our episode 2000 Inch of the Podcast. Yes. At the rate we're going. <laughs> I don't think that's correct, but probably longer. Um, around 33 years. Somewhere around 33 years. Probably a little bit longer. Yeah, 30, so yeah I don't know. I like that. I can't completely read my writing, but definitely um, after Skipper Dan, um, Al put the accordion down, and he was like, where are John and Steve going? <laughs> Yeah, he said, no, I have 40% capacity now, and I'm very fragile. Yes, and so he said, uh, so let's play the next song in C-sharp to make me feel better. Yes. <laughs> so you yeah, operating at 40% capacity. That's what I couldn't read. And then, uh, you don't love me anymore. And then? Yeah, well, I would just say, um, uh, during You Don't Love Me Anymore, I just noticed Ruben kind of communicating with someone off stage. Hmm. He, uh, I saw him like kind of like raise his hands like I need it up, and then he gave the thumbs up, but then he changed his mind. He's like, <laughs> asked him to lower it. Um, it's kind of fun to kind of catch catch that sometimes. You just have to be looking at, at the, the right, right person time, at the right, right time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good luck trying to read that chicken scratch in your notes. I know what it says. I'm giving okay. you a chance to say it. Well, I just wrote down two words. Okay. So if so, you have more to say than those two words, then, then So after after You Don't Love Me Anymore, um, Jim and – or not Jim. John and Steve came back, and uh, Al goes, oh, you're back. I missed you guys. Uh, in celebration of you um, being back, it's time for – Drum solo. And it was just a one-hit drum solo yes. tonight. Um, first solo of the show. Of the yeah. Show. First and could be only, actually. Mm, could be. We'll have to find out. All right. <laughs> so uh, the next song was First World Problems. And I noticed... Um, Al does a lot of fun um, kind of hand motions during the song. Mm -hmm. And one that I, I 
hadn't meant, noticed before um, was he mimes changing channels for the uh, fast forwarding commercials. Can't watch. I'm watching live TV, huh. and uh, when he says. Um, they didn't make a, a design in my vanilla latte. He points to the top of a pretend cup. Interesting. So, yeah, this is a good one to, to watch Al's hand motions in. I'll look for that. I did notice... I want to learn them. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, note that uh, I did enjoy uh, Steve singing the background, the first world problems. as the backgrounds. That's that Bermuda. Uh, looked like Steve was singing. Oh, maybe Steve was doing it too, but I think it's mainly Bermuda doing the uh, Amanda Palmer parts. Looked like Steve was singing. Maybe I. It looked like Bermuda was singing to me. So maybe it was the five inches of difference from our perspectives. Okay. Um, after first world problems, um, he he picked the accordion back up, and it was sort of just. Uh, I just wrote normal intro. Yeah, there was nothing yeah, out of the ordinary. talking about a dark and his songs are dark and twisted, and uh, this is a violent song. And I remember Larry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of. I mean, I didn't have didn't write down too much about different um, about you know differences in in the introductions. They've been pretty consistent. You can usually tell what the story is. I can tell what song it is. So I don't always write down the opening lines that Al says. The other thing I noted on this, well, I noticed quite a few things about this one, uh, but number one is uh, we were driving around um, Med- oh. <laughs> Medford, uh, and uh, there's a street there called Lawrence Street, so I remember Larry reminds me of Lawrence Street in Medford, yeah. or I guess Lawrence Street in Medford reminds right, right, me of, right, right. I, remember, I remember Larry, and also uh, when we talked to Mr. Lawrence yes. on our podcast, way Voice back, of Plankton. Episode, I'm going from memory here, episode eight. Yeah, almost three years ago at this yeah, point. Pretty much. Um, uh, I know you have, uh, I have a, a, a story, but I want before that. Um, I heard Al say instead of all the brownies he made with X lax inside, I heard all the bellies he made with X lax inside. Um, could have been me mishearing. Could have been Al saying something. I don't have no idea. Um, but that was a note I wrote. Interesting. Actually, I have a a note which about a previous song we talked about, which I forgot to mention because Johnny O'Hearn pointed it out to me and I wrote it on the wrong page. I don't know oh. if you want to mention it now or you want to, me to save it to the end of the episode. No, let's say it now. So this was for uh, the song UHF. He, uh, Johnny noticed a, uh, a lyrical flub. He said at the beginning of the song, says, all you do is we control the horizontal. Yeah, okay, I'm glad that Johnny said something to you about that because... I heard something not sound right. <laughs> that sounds weird, but it, something didn't sound right to me about the lyrics at the beginning of UHF. And I looked over to you, and I saw you writing something down. So I was like, oh, good, Dave got it. Uh, but apparently you didn't. <laughs> well, I heard it's the same thing, and I was trying to figure out what he said. And, and then I just started writing it down, and I'm like, you know, I don't know what he said. I didn't know what and he so said, I said yeah. I just crossed it off, so. Yeah, it was something, then, something was not right. So I did catch it, and I did, did not... I did try to write it down, but because when you listen to the songs as many times, yeah, you as, know something was right. I knew something do, wasn't right, but I wasn't sure what it was. Listen, yeah. but Johnny was able to pick it up. I'm so glad. All you do is we control the horizontal. So anyway, um, so my <laughs> so interestingly, again, we noticed that that this crowd is uh, was very energetic, very, rowdy, kind very of a rowdy, rowdy crowd. crowd. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And uh, so there was. Um, and I'm, I'm calling him a kid, but anybody younger than me is a kid. Uh, <laughs> 
a, a young a young adult uh, about maybe five rows ahead of me he's wearing a plaid shirt as soon as i remember larry started up he got so excited for it like it was like i was like <laughs> oh this must be this this uh this kid's favorite song and he started rocking out in his seat and just really going going crazy in his seat for it and then about halfway through the song he just stood up turned around got out of the row and walked out <laughs> never to return i i never saw him return he might, he might have it was like Wait, is the reaction from "Oh my gosh, this is my favorite song ever" to some I don't know what happened halfway through. I remember Larry <laughs> changed, changed his mind and decided to walk out. All right, I have a couple theories, Dave. Yes. Um, first theory is he heard that there was not the backwards uh, lyric part that upset him, and he left. All right, <laughs> but so, it was before that part. Okay. Was, well, second, here's my second. This is, I guess, maybe the the leading theory then is he was just a little too excited, and he made a mess in his pants. (laughs) And he went to uh, clean himself up. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe he just only likes the first half of I Remember Larry. (laughs) I love the first half of this song. Or maybe he's just upset when the guy gets killed in the uh, plastic bag. So, interesting, you said something about make a mess on the seat, because I forgot to point this out when we were going through the... uh, the start of the concert, uh, and, and Sky noticed this. This <laughs> she's, there's a gentleman that was, was going to sit down, and uh, like several rows I don't know, 10 rows ahead of us, you know, this theater was still relatively empty. And he's he goes to sit down and he spills half of his beer on a seat. And oh, then, wow! And then, and you can see him kind of like, Oh, what do I do? and like, what, like. Trying to like, yeah, play, and I'm, and then Sky goes, oh, I wonder if that's his seat because if not, like someone else, else is gonna sit. <laughs> so it turns out it wasn't his seat; it was a woman that was with him. He made her sit down oh. in the seat. <laughs> I don't know if it's his date or his wife or girlfriend or or sister. Just the woman who was clearly with him sat down in the the wet beer seat. Oh so, wow! I like at least, dude. At Maybe least it was a first he, date and he wasn't feeling it. If you if you uh, if you screw up like that, first of all, you know. You should be sitting in the yeah. wet beer. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Don't make your friend sit in the wet I mean, beer. You got to see all these great things. I was, you know, five inches to the left. And I missed all of it. <laughs> so that, that's <laughs> that, that's uh, yeah. That was uh, that was a great moment. Uh, not for the woman, I'm sure. <laughs> not for his his friend, but to sit in wet beer. Tired. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Um. After the song, he put the accordion down, and uh, he said his hair was caught on the accordion. Yeah, he did, did notice that. He got some hair caught in it. And then he said uh, he wanted to play a, a get like a guessing game. Yeah, a guessing game. And he gave us ten clues. Uh, first clue was um, this song is about a girl named Melanie. <laughs> Narrows it down quite a bit. Uh, and then... Once he got to it, he said, all right, go ahead, Ruben. And I yelled out, El Maestro, for a second time. Second time. Ooh, track that in this spreadsheet. Yes. And, um... So, yeah. He, uh, he started Melanie. So, other times that he's done Melanie, Al calls a harpsichord solo. Right. And Ruben plays a harpsichord solo and then goes into Melanie. But tonight, he just said, go ahead, Ruben. Yep. And... He still played that same solo. It was the same exact intro as if it was called as a harpsichord solo. Yeah. So I don't know how you want to track that. 
Yeah, I just I, I wrote it in my it, it was uh, a different piano beginning to the song is what I wrote, and I, and I commented to Ruben after the uh, show when we did see him that I really enjoyed that that little introduction to Melanie that he does. <coughs> um, and then so the song I, I was Melanie. It. Yeah, I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> oh yeah, the song was Melanie. We should point that out. Yeah. And I was still thinking about uh, we've had this discussion on the podcast before of the sixteenth story. <laughs> Um, was oh, that across gosh. the street, or was he actually above her? I always thought it was a. Oh, we've had this discussion. Yeah. I always thought it was a, like a. Dave thought it was across the street. street. I always thought he jumped out literally the <coughs> building floor above him. Um, that's something to ask Al what he pictures. Although he'll probably just give us a non-answer. He probably will. Um, this next song was Al's one of his favorite songs from his least popular album. Yep. And then. He said something, and I completely missed it. Yeah, it was. Uh, you kind of wrote the song as if uh, David Byrne had an office job, something ah, like that. Effect. Okay, and uh, and of course the song is "Dog Eat Dog." Did you notice Al doing a pretty interesting um, hand motion during this song? Did you note that? Yeah, well, I did note that uh, he basically the entire song when when Weird Al first performs performs this song where in where there's costumes and props and things he wears this giant white suit and he was basically doing all the hand motions that he usually does he was climbing up the corporate ladder he was doing um, just a, a one hand motion where he kind of like like chops his arm you know yeah starts at the the elbow and works his way to the wrist <laughs> ethan's doing it for the the those of us uh for who, for dave for me i guess because this is an audio podcast i don't remember ever podcast. seeing that before uh, no, uh, he's done uh, what he, i don't know if he did it on this tour so yet though uh on this tour i yeah i don't rem- particularly remember him doing all the different uh Al's definitely doing but, more of the hand motion kind of stuff yeah. than he was I mean, earlier on in the Yeah, tour. it's all from his when he has the giant white suit. It's all that, that stuff that you usually see. And uh, <laughs> I also see kind of does, there's one scene in there where he kind of does like hand shadow puppets or shadow hand puppets, whatever you call those things. Shadow. Oh, yeah. Shadow, shadow animals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah like especially for the dog. Yeah, and, yeah, that kind of stuff. And again, this song has that really cool strobe light effect going on. With yeah, the yeah. Lights flat, the two white lights uh, alternating on the left and right side of the stage, and it just it changes. I don't know, the effect it does is incredible, hard to describe. It just changes the way the the stage looks when the lights flick back and forth. We forgot to mention um, at the beginning of the show, uh, both Emo and Al asked the audience, uh, "Hey, who was here last night?" Right. And there was a smattering of people. Um, so after Doggy Dog, Al said, oh, this is something I forgot to do last night. You know, it's our wild card slot. Yep. We're going to pick someone <laughs> from the audience. And this time he chose. Yeah, but, well, this is, please, he said, don't shout at, don't shout out because that never works. Everybody started shouting yeah. out. He's like, see, <laughs> like, like the, everybody's just shouting out. So it was, again, rowdy, rowdy crowd tonight. Yeah. Bought the greater Boston metropolitan area has uh, certainly got wild crowd at least on Saturday nights. Well, so we saw. Uh, he pointed he, to he, he chose Jim. He out of chose the Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West. Yes, and I'm wondering. So he's chosen Jim. I saw him choose Steve. I wonder if Ruben or Bermuda will get a chance to choose. Just tracking that in the spreadsheet. For yeah, sure. we're yeah. We need, somebody needs to. Someone's got to pay attention. Yeah, um, uh, Jim chose the song "Lame Claim the Fame." And what I noticed during Lame Claim to Fame is Steve's sunglasses were gone. 
Interesting. So I don't know if he took him off for when he left for You Don't Love Me Anymore or CNR. I don't know. Maybe. Well, uh, he said that <laughs> he wanted to slow things down a little bit. <laughs> and on a mellow note. <laughs> a mellow note. <laughs> Go into the longest song in the world. Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque. And uh, our friend Sky had brought her lucky, lucky autographed glow-in-the-dark snorkel. Um, Which, unfortunately, no longer glows in the dark because it's like 22 years old. <laughs> but it's still lucky, lucky, and autographed. It is autographed. It's autographed by Weird Al and a few, I guess, a few other people. Um, so when he does say that part, uh, I looked over and she raised it up in the she air, was, which is great. Um, and then we noticed something really interesting. Um, so I, I believe it was uh, episode three centimeter where we first heard yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah, it would have been three centimeter um, where we were talking about how a, Kipsy, yeah. how Al, um, after he talks about the hermaphrodite with the uh, flock of seagulls haircut and only one nostril, he then kind of he's like, let me just pause right there and apologize for right. using the term reverend, you know, and. Um, when he said it in Poughkeepsie, and when I've seen him do it since then, he always would say, um, you know, hermaphrodite. I just meant it, meant it as the medical term for having two fully functional sets of... Yeah, fully uh, functional set of both male and female, female. reproductive organs. Right. Yeah. And so when we talked about that on 3 Centimeter, Jackie said, well, actually, that's technically not true. Right. Uh, right, and you don't have a fully functional set of both male and female reproductive right. organs. Is, and she's and she's a doctor, so that yeah, I, uh, I give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt on that one. I don't know what her medical mean, I don't know what it means, uh, but um, right. I, I trust her, and um, perhaps Al trusts her too because um, tonight he did not say that. He specifically said. Um, he did not say working. Right. He did not say fully functional. He Yeah. He did not say fully functional. He just said two sets. definitely notable in its absence that he yeah. did not say fully functional. Because independently, we all brought that up after the show. <laughs> like, I wonder if if Al heard Jackie talking about it. Um, and interestingly enough, our episode three centimeter dropped uh, for our cheapskates on May 3rd. What's today? Uh, which uh, today is <laughs> today is May seventh, or at least the okay. concert review is May seventh, um, and uh, and we're so, not sure. I think Albuquerque has been played once. Yeah, we're not sure what happened, but uh, it's possible that it's possible that Weird Al listened to uh, listened to the. Uh, well, so the one show that I wasn't at so far this tour was Portland, Maine, on Tuesday, May third. And he played Albuquerque, yeah, so, so. Uh, we're not sure. So let so it's it's likely, and, and I'm going with this theory, is that we're gonna <laughs> listen to the episode. Heard Jackie say the, you know that what his his apology was not actually 100 percent correct, and he fixed it. Now we did release episode three centimeter on our Patreon page earlier. So had had Weird Al. Al decided to join our Patreon family, he could have heard this earlier and corrected this earlier in the tour. And, uh, and by the time there. Al's listening to episode 10 centimeter for the cheapskates, think of all the other things that we've talked about since then that our Patreon people are I mean, listening to. our intern to. Frank is pretty good at getting our episodes up on Patreon, like, within a day. Yeah. 24, yeah. 48 pretty hours. Close. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, a couple of them will drop, you know. Yeah, so... Um, uh, 
I don't just, know. Just, just yeah. or just let us know. I'll just give us a call. We'll we'll uh, we'll discuss each concert with you. Uh, and remember, anybody he could sit in on one of the bonus episodes he, with us. And he could uh, tell us he which songs correct, he played. He, he could correct all of the mistakes that we make, right? Because I'm sure we made a ton of them. Uh, yes, but just join our Patreon family. You can hear all their bonus episodes early, Al. What, like five bucks a month? Yeah, really? Oh, we're giving you way more than five bucks a month than all these shows we're going to. <laughs> anyway, um, I wrote down every single <laughs> donut, donut. Yes. And there were no new ones. <laughs> Great. So instead of writing down the donuts, because I figured you would do that, <laughs> what I decided to do is I decided to get out my stopwatch and I decided to time and see how long the donut segment went on. Oh, good idea. And it went on for exactly and exactly two minutes on the dot. Wow. Two minutes on the dot. <laughs> good thing you didn't add any new ones. Yep. Um, exactly two minutes on the dot for the... Yeah, this is... Uh, it's great because um, people just crack up yeah, for, for these especially Holly Berry always gets a big laugh two uh, minutes of pure donut <laughs> magic and then um, for the weasels on his face he said they were quite literally tearing me apart <laughs> <laughs> and and this is where I made the note about the uh, that animal running around like oh, a constipated yes. wiener dog <laughs> whatever that he, he, I already forgot the name. Of it. I forgot the, the name. Goody, the agouti. Agouti. The specific type of agouti. That's um, the red bottom, red something. Anyway. And then Al's pet names tonight included sucrose pickle. Sucrose pickle. First, <laughs> I don't remember ever hearing that one before. That's that. I may have, but I don't remember that. I wrote you that down. I love that. Too. Yeah, sucrose pickle. <laughs> and this one, this one again, the the great audience here, just just energetic audience here. Everyone was singing along to this song. And uh, and for me, just the the audience just going crazy for it. getting to hear um, just this amazing, you know, getting to hear Albuquerque. This this folks is my favorite song of the evening. Oh, favorite song um, Albuquerque. I don't usually pick a, a favorite song, but it's hard to not pick Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque's in the set because it's it's up there with uh, Gump is one of my, if not my favorite song. Right. And then, so, uh, again, this is, uh, she's been doing this every show, so at least that I've seen Albuquerque on so far. Uh, he forgets this, he forget. he pretends to forget the lyrics. Well, actually, Dave, there w- there was a, a lyric flub in um, Albuquerque before that. Um, I don't have it exactly, but he, he said, uh, before he said the part where um, he put out that grease fair, grease fire. where he says, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. I even made Employee of the Month after I put out that grease fire with my face. Um, oh, yeah, everybody was pretty jealous of me after that. I was getting a lot of attitude. He said everybody was jealous before he even said that Employee of the Month song part. Hmm. Um, so I don't know exactly what he said, but it, it was a little mixed up. And then when he got to the part where he's supposed to say pretty jealous, he just skipped that. Um, Interesting. So he, he made up for it, but um, I guess you'd have to really be paying attention I to catch I that. I guess I wasn't. I didn't catch that. <laughs> but yes, okay, as you were saying. I Dave. was probably running around like a red rump the Goody at that point. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so you know, he's been doing this. He forgets the lyrics. He's, he pretends to forget the lyrics. He starts over. And then at this time, this is the fastest I've ever seen him. He was quickly reminded um, 
and he's that he remember what the lyrics were where he left off and then he kind of had to just kind of sit there and stall for a while it looked like he legitimately like forgot or i don't know <laughs> like he so he just was waiting and waiting a little bit i guess for the band to catch up to the part where he said okay now we get to the part where he says i hate sauerkraut mm, okay yeah so it, it was he did say that he had a brain fart he did <laughs> he said that before but has he okay yes I couldn't remember. We've reported on that on a previous episode. I don't remember which one off the top of my head. Um, uh, but Albuquerque's great. Everyone was saying, that, hey, hey, Albuquerque. You know, all the, the yeah. callback yeah, parts. I, I love the audience participation on this So one. fun. And, um, and then, so the show ended. He introduced show ended. the band. He introduced the band, and he did introduce everybody in the band, but the audience was screaming so loud, I could barely hear yeah. his introduction oh, yeah. to the band. yeah. So it was, it was. I mean, I did hear them, but you know, it was hard to hear over the, the just the the audience just <laughs> cheering and screaming at, at, so, at the end of Albuquerque. I I continue to, you know, uh, this may be my favorite part of the show is when they do the <laughs> the fake uh, hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> during the you know the encore part, um, we need an official name for it. We got to ask ask Al or the, someone in the band what the official name is, but. Um, where they don't leave the stage for the encore uh, part. Um, this was, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, um, Ruben today was wiping the smudges on hmm. the um, Bermuda's drum, uh, I don't know what that's called, drum cage or whatever. Yeah, the, the plexiglass. Plexiglass. Cage, yeah. And Jim was directing him. So Jim would was like kind of really? looking and he'd like point at the spot and then Ruben would like wipe that spot uh, and then Jim would point it. <laughs> and uh, Bermuda was kind of observing as well. It was really, really funny. I didn't really notice that because I was fixated on Steve who did something absolutely amazing. He went over and he sat on one of the speakers on the edge of the stage. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, after the show when we talked to Steve, he mentioned that uh, tonight he kicked his shoes off, and I yeah. didn't. I didn't see that. He, uh, oh, you got a picture of it. See, the, there's five guys to track, so it, it's so hard. I didn't see to... sticks. I didn't see uh, Steve take his shoes off, but I did see him uh, sitting on the, <laughs> the speaker on the edge of stage, staring out in the audience. Oh, I love it. And then um, uh, Melissa handed Al the uh, his like towel, and he he like uh, wiped his face, and then I saw him wipe both armpits tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good thing you're reporting on that. People want to know yeah, which armpits are I know, being wiped. I know, for sure. Uh, both armpits. Both armpits. Put that in the spreadsheet. Um, now this was. Hopefully, you took good notes on this. Um, yeah, basically, he just says it's Saturday night in the big city, so we are legally obligated to play this song. Oh, uh, is that what you're talking? No, about? I I jumped ahead by accident. Oh. Um, yeah, I have that exact same note. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's b- before the next song is where I hoped you took good okay. notes. Uh, and then uh, it was the song was Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John. And oh man, did people love that song! Yeah, that song people went wild. People were standing up and like screaming out Saturday Night Ever, during the song. Um, it was amazing, and uh, and just it was a. Gr- I mean, I'm not as familiar with this song as I am as as like eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, but uh, but you know this song probably was 
maybe call me out was up there too but this was probably the audience favorite so far oh yeah people were going nuts i just loved yeah loved love seeing the audience i did i don't even know i wasn't completely paying attention saturday night's all right for fighting elton john did you say all that okay i did i'm glad you were paying attention to everything what i said uh our friend alexis sent me a, a picture of the um what is it? Set list. So I was yeah, looking for that. Yeah, again, people love that song. And even at, at the at the end of the show, you know, when we were talking to Ruben, uh, you know, people were coming out and saying, what a great, great yeah. song. What a great song. Yeah. And uh, Steve said it was one of his yeah, Steve said it was, favorites of yeah. the tour. We talked um, to Steve after, again, spoiler, I guess spoiler alert, we talked to Steve also <laughs> after, yeah, at the end of the show. Uh, he, he said it was one of his favorite songs to perform, absolutely. Um and at this point, well, Al, at one point uh, during Saturday Night's All Right, Al actually did point his microphone to the audience oh, to get he? the audience to sing. <laughs> oh, I was just enjoying watching the audience so much and listening to that song. It was, yeah. it was a great, great encore song, great song. Kind of sad we only going to possibly get to hear that one once. Although yeah. I guess we could hear it once a week every Saturday night. Yeah, that's true. It was Saturday night. We were sort of in a big city. I don't know if. Uh, Medford, Medford. considers a big considered a big city, but certainly the uh, we're in the greater uh, Boston metropolitan area. So. <laughs> metropolitan. And then at this point, uh, this, is this where you're asking if I yes. took good notes? Yeah. I took, I wrote, I basically said legally. It basically said that. Um, well, I'm going to paraphrase this, but Weird Al basically said uh, that he came out and that. Uh, he advertised his show that if he's going to play the show in the same city back to back, it'll be an entirely different set list. So at this point, he legally has to say that the show is over. <laughs> right now. Legally, right now. The, legally the show right is now. over right now. He said, so if you were here last night and you don't want to see this, um, we're gonna, so the next song we're going to play is one that we did play last, last night. night yep. He said, so if you were here last night you don't want to hear it again, you can <laughs> beat the traffic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And <laughs> I, Basically, didn't, yeah. I didn't see anyone leave, though. No, I didn't see anyone leave. I didn't think anyone wanted to leave. And and since the show legally ended at that point, I wrote down the time, 10.22. Ah, the time you. the show ended, legally ended. Legally at 10, ended. 10.22. Uh, but they, people stuck around, so I guess he said, we'll do one more song for you. <laughs> and the one more song was the Unplugged Medley. Yep. And uh, during at the end of Amish, he went... Well, so the, let's just go through the songs in the medley. Yeah. Uh, they haven't changed. Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, and Yoda with the Yoda chant. Yeah, so during Amish, at the end, he went like, Amish, shh, 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 or something. Really? <laughs> I wrote that, that down. Um, and I just, um, one thing I, I was thinking about is... Um, you know, previous to the last couple tours, Al, I believe, has always ended his shows with Yoda. That was kind of like the mainstay mm-hmm. for many, many years. And usually he was playing accordion. And I noticed, uh, or I made the connection tonight, that they're playing Yoda at the end on this tour, but Al does not have his accordion. So mm. I wonder if it's, I wonder how different Yoda would sound with versus without an accordion. Interesting. Okay, time to pick up the accordion before we got into Yoda. He know. didn't pick it up. I know, but if, yeah. he, if I said if he had time yeah. to do that. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious to listen know. back to another live version of Yoda and just kind of... Yeah, good uh, observation. Compare and I, don't, it. I mean, yeah, good observation. Uh, the other thing I noticed that, um, again, this is one of the first times I could really see Bermuda very well. Uh, 
up on stage. So I did uh, note that he uh, he does get to play the, which he does on the previous times he's done the uh, Yoda chant. He gets to play the bongos up on stage during the. Uh, oh yeah, Hawkeye the, comes yeah, out. Hawkeye and comes out. I actually got to see that for the first time. <laughs> and I'm sure he's done it every night, but I actually got to see that. And uh, yeah, no, last note I have uh, in within the theater is that. Uh, I don't know if we pointed this out on a previous episode or not, but uh, the show ends with the time warp again. You know that that started recently. It started recently um, because I remember being maybe when I was in the Connecticut Connecticut show, New London. I I can't remember the names of places I've been. (laughs) Um, I think in New London, maybe um, I heard time warp after emo like during the intermission yeah. and so i think they i heard that too, they, they kind of fixed yeah. it a little bit yeah so time warp is a great way to kind of as the audience is leaving they're playing time warp it gets people on their feet it gets people on their feet indeed which i guess they want to do to get people out of there so uh that was uh the show portion of the of the evening uh we did hang out for a little bit outside um i, I guess wanted to picked up something at the uh at the merchandise booth. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I want to mention one thing. Um, I'm trying to find where it was posted, but our friend uh, Blair Freeman um, had uh, an update for us. I don't know where it is. got to give me a second. Stall, Dave, stall. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I'm just going to go into the outside. So if we did no, outside, stall on the inside. Well, there's nothing else. I don't know what you bought at the merchandise booth, so I can't Guess. help you with that. <laughs> Well, it wasn't shoelaces, that's for sure, because they were not for sale. Oh, so I'm going to guess that you bought a Weird Al pin, enamel pin, and you also bought a Weird Al keychain, Weird Al Yankovic keychain, and they're both metal. So we're not talking about merchandise on this episode. So you better search faster. Uh, I can't find it. Why did you make our intern Frank do it? Yeah, well, why doesn't Blair t- make it easier for me to find stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Blair. So uh, he gave he 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 said that um, that we uh, don't know um, that the fish has an actual name. <laughs> we don't know the fish has an actual name. He said that we keep calling it the fish. And uh, there you go. I'll find it. You found you. it. How did you find it? Because I knew what you were talking about. Where I was just... it? I can't. So Blair wrote that percussion instrument on Nature Trail to Hell is called a ratchet. Also, the percussion instrument you guys keep calling a fish is a guiro and comes in lots of different shapes, but usually just a long gourd-like shape. Um, and then he also mentioned that Emo has a hilarious routine about getting those little instruments in grade school music class. You guys got to hear it. Um, and then uh, I corrected. Um, Blair. <laughs> Do you want to read my response, Dave? Ethan says, which is not totally true. Well, it's actually a real live fish he's playing, so I think we are correct. <laughs> anyway, that was a long way to say uh, we had the instrument name incorrectly. I, I, you know, honestly, this happened This happened at a show. I, I never knew what that instrument was called. And uh, this happened, I don't remember where we were, but back on uh, the first Vanity Tour it might have been actually in the Apollo Theater. Um, we were, they were, yes, it was the Apollo Theater because I remember the Union uh, 
people had to bring out the uh, <coughs> bring out the instruments, and they were bringing out the table with all the different. Um, I remember this too. Different instruments on it, and the stick for the guiro fell off the table and uh, like rolled to the, rolled to to the, the floor, opposite right? side of the stage. So it was, and it was there's the rug is on the stage, and it was just is there was no way that that anybody in the crew saw that. And we and, were sit, we were in the front row. Yeah, we're, yeah, or, we were up close, front, certainly, yeah. and, and we noticed it. And so we were trying to get people's attention. And I didn't know what the instrument was called. And somebody, I don't know who it was, said, oh, it's called a fish, and that thing is called a fish stick. So that's what I've always called it because that's what I learned in the Apollo Theater. So thanks for the correction, Blair. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, at that point, we actually were able to, I don't know if we called Melissa or got her attention. We told her. Hey, when they were moving it, that stick fell, and so she was able to replace it. Wiro yeah. um, fish. I'm just kind of googling it. Right. Well, let's let's move outside so we can wrap up this episode sometime. This Ugh, okay. So we're outside. We're hanging out with uh, with uh, Johnny and Sky and Steve and uh, Jackie, you and me, and uh, just kind of hanging out, chatting outside for a little while. And uh, Ruben shows up. We talked a little bit with him, uh, reminisced about his uh, adventures on the podcast. Yeah, it's always so great to talk to Ruben, and he uh, he said he did hear some El Maestros tonight, yep. and uh, talked a little bit about um, you know the Melanie solos and, and that kind of stuff. It was really great. Uh, it's always great getting to talk to Ruben. He's such a funny guy. Yep, and uh, talked to Ruben for a little while, and we got to talk. To, uh, Steve actually showed up right as Ruben was leaving. Steve yeah. showed up, so uh, we got to talk to Steve. For it's a like a receiving while. line. And Steve, all right, so Steve, uh, like, let me tell you, for some reason, it is really, really freaking cold up here. Even though it's the middle, of yeah. May. Even though it's the middle of May, it's like yeah. really cold in, up in the greater Boston metropolitan area, <laughs> and. And Steve is just We shouldn't have told him to say that. We should have just... We didn't tell him to say Metropolitan. We told him to say... Metropolitan. To say Med- we just told him to say Medford. Yeah, which we did. Actually, we did. He decided to go off with, with this Metropolitan. And now he's going to regret it for the rest. He needs to be fully rest. scripted. He's going to regret it for a while. But so uh, Steve, uh, Steve was walking around in just a t-shirt. Just a black t-shirt that he wears up on stage. Which I was like in my... It was a T-shirt on, but I also had my uh, Weird Al hoodie on, you know, when I was freezing. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was, I'm, I was all, I'm a warm-blooded person. I, it takes a lot for me to get cold. I was wearing... I had my hood up. I oh. had my uh, my, my button-up fleece on, and I was cold. And Steve <laughs> was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. So Steve, <laughs> we got to talk to Steve for a little while. It was great uh, catching up with him. And that's, you know, he led... Yeah, good. It was awesome. Good, good yeah. conversation. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Got to hang out with everybody. We saw Jacinta for a little moment. Yes. Yes. Um, We saw her. um, And then we went on our way. I think that's it. Yeah, we headed back. So I think we we wrapped that up very nicely. So that's it. I don't have any more notes. Oh, the only other thing is uh, we did go to the gift shop at the zoo. And they did have a T-shirt with the alligator on, <laughs> which Ethan did not buy. No, they didn't have my size. <laughs> I think that's a little kid shirt. Yeah, I think it was a little kid shirt. <laughs> it's not going to fit any of us. Um, right. Yeah, it was great. I know, fun time. And tomorrow we are off to Burlington, Vermont. 
Yes. I don't know the name of the theater off the top of my head. It's a theater that they've played before. And, uh, and I, I think it's the Flynn? Is that oh, that right? sounds familiar, the Flynn. Um, and I've been there before. And Dave, this is going to be your first this time. This is my first time ever, ever in the state of Vermont. So it's very exciting. Yeah. So I've been told, been told by Steve, by you, and everybody, uh, Steve J, by you, everybody else. I need to try the maple syrup. The maple syrup. <laughs> it has to be authentic Vermont maple syrup. And Steve said, regardless of what they give you, you need to spit it out and demand <laughs> demand, <laughs> demand better, <laughs> yeah. better maple syrup. So uh, look forward to that tomorrow. Yes. No, it'll be great. Um, cool. All right. Well. That's it. We'll see you on the next episode. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 10 centimeters. Do you have any Yogi Berra donuts? No, we're all Yogi Berra donuts. Do you have any Manilow comma berry donuts? No, we're all out of Manilow comma berry donuts. Do you have any Hanson comma berry donuts? Wait a minute. I'll go check. No, we're all out of Hanson comma berry donuts. All I got is this container of dry roasted honey peanuts from a <laughs> generic store brand. <laughs>